Welcome to the Thrive Retirement Planning Podcast, where we help you design a retirement and life you love. I'm your host and retirement planning specialist, Carl Wollston. I'm the founder of Thrive Retirement Planning, and this podcast was created to simplify the eight critical components that I believe every successful retirement plan needs to include. Often I see retirees and financial professionals address one or two of these components, but it takes all eight of these working together in alignment to truly create a successful and thriving retirement. This show is to help you to reduce your anxiety about retirement, get answers on Social Security, and design a plan to replace your income. Take steps to protect and grow your investments and ethically reduce your retirement taxes. Welcome to the show, everybody. So glad you're here. So glad there's so many people listening on a regular basis on the podcast. If you're here for the first time, welcome. If you're uh, coming back and just uh, listening to the shows over and over again and continuing to check out new episodes, thanks for being here. Uh, Today, the topic is reverse mortgages and how they can be a financial tool for you to use during retirement in some situations. Of course, no financial tool is good for all situations. So technically, reverse mortgages are called home equity conversion mortgages or HECM by HUD and really have changed quite drastically over the years, which has led to misinformation and sometimes even some skepticism. So my guest today is Alan Blood, a mortgage professional here in Bountiful, Utah, who has extensive experience with reverse mortgages, how today's products work, and when they might be beneficial. So welcome to the show, Alan. Thanks. I appreciate having me on. Yeah, this is going to be great. So excited to have you here and to really dig into this topic deep. Obviously, you've been around the industry for a number of years. Um, I'm just going to take a second and uh, read a quick little bio so uh, our listeners have an idea of uh, who who we're talking with. So Alan Blood is the owner and lending manager at CFG Home Loans. Alan has helped homeowners throughout Utah understand and obtain great mortgage financing. He graduated from the University of Utah College of Law with an emphasis in environmental and real estate law and holds a BA in economics from Brigham Young University. Alan has been working in the mortgage industry since 1996. That's a long time, Alan. That's a long time. (laughs) And he served as president of the Utah Mortgage Brokers Association and national delegate to the National Mortgage Brokers Association. So, Alan, anything you would throw in there about kind of what you're doing now with your your business and your career and mortgages? Oh, boy. It's been a while. I I did the math today, 28 years of of working with people and their financing. And, And I think the one thing I'd add to that is that we're in a, in, a, in a season of flux in real estate, and it's causing a lot of anxiety for people. And, and as especially, I think, those who are in or heading towards retirement might be feeling some additional stress because all the news is really negative because that's what's getting attention. Um, the reality is the market isn't as negative as people think it is, and there's still a lot of opportunity for those who do want to make a move or do something different or explore some different financing options. Um, that. It's not what the news says it is. And I think that's important for people to know that they need to get more data, which really brings us to what we're talking about today. Yeah. I think, as you mentioned in your intro, there are a lot of misconceptions and, and misinformation. And and some of it's based on what reverse mortgages used to be. Some of it is, uh, you know, rightly earned. There was some malfeasance and bad actors, in as in any industry, that uh, did some damage to people um, 10 and 12 years ago, particularly during the recession. And that's led to uh, some really uh, mixed feelings and unease for people because they think they might have some information. And sometimes it's correct and very often it's not. So I think it's really valuable what you're doing today, just getting correct information to your listeners and those that are tuning in so that they can make the right decision for their money. Yeah, 
I see it all the time when I sit down with individuals. To back to your point a second ago about the current market and mm. kind of if people are watching the news every night and you know you yeah. you put the feeds up just in what's going on overall in the financial world and the ri- rising interest rate environment and then I find that people get a little paralyzed. Yes, you know, they one of the natural instincts I think as human beings is when when things kind of the boat starts rocking, we go, okay, I need to hold on and not do anything. And sometimes that can be a, a good thing, but sometimes that can be a major mistake is just to say, I'm, I'm going to just not do anything until everything is perfect yeah. again. Sometimes yeah. there's a lot of great opportunity, even in the midst of, of more chaotic things. But uh, whether, whether we're kind of in a chaos environment or not, reverse mortgages can still have their place. And, well, and I'd add to that too, Carl. I think doing nothing can be a great solution. As long as it's actually a solution and not just a default when it comes to any kind of financial tool, I think, I think looking at it and saying the right thing for me right now is to do nothing is a great solution. But I think far too often, as you alluded to, people don't stop and really look at the solution and consider it. They jump right to the end result of I'm going to do nothing and think and, and, and that's the solution. Whereas if you arrive there after doing some careful consideration, it could be a great plan. Yeah. But I think the careful consideration, especially in a time of flux, is so crucial to making good decisions. Yeah, and what you said there, that it's part of the plan, right? You're taking no action as part of the plan or you're taking action as part of the plan but just doing nothing because you don't really want to think yeah. through it. <laughs> and I get that, right? Like it's stressful yeah, yeah. Uh, to deal with these types of questions. And so, you know, so, got to deal with them. Yeah. And so one of the, one of the things that I see just to kind of start this conversation off on reverse mortgages is, so for example, you know, as you know, I teach social security classes and mm-hmm. I have many people come to me throughout Utah to, as they're getting close within five years of retirement or so. And they're like, what should we do on social security? Uh, when should we take it? How does it work? And occasionally I'll have people come in who, um, for whatever reason, circumstances haven't treated them real well during during life. And, and Social Security may be the only assets they have going into retirement. And uh, But they have the house as well. But yeah. they don't have any, um, say, money in 401ks or IRAs or they've had a, a real substantial health challenge in life. And they've had to drain those assets mm-hmm. just, to, just to survive. And so all they have is their Social Security, but they have a home. And many times it's it's almost paid for or it's paid for. And, uh, you know, as we were talking, you said that's one of the options for reverse mortgages. So why don't we start there as kind of a kind of a low-hanging fruit kind of a conversation and then uh, kind of allow you to go into maybe some other uses that you see sure. for reverse mortgages. Sure. Well, and what you alluded to, um, looking at a reverse mortgage as a a financial tool to supplement income in a limited fixed income situation I think is really valuable, especially right now where clearly inflation and costs are far outpacing any increase in Social Security. And so those who are relying on that fixed income source are getting squeezed tighter and tighter and tighter. And the budget that worked two years ago just simply is not working today. And and for someone who owns a home, is in retirement, I think this can be a really good tool to consider in that you can use a reverse mortgage to create a supplemental income source and, and, and make it so that you have non-taxable income each month, depending on your situation, that you can use to meet those expenses or needs or, or unexpected things that come up. Uh, so one real primary use of these is exactly that, to be able to use the equity in your home to monetize it, to create an income that you can use to meet your, your ongoing expenses, which many, many people are finding is a, a really valuable tool right now. Okay, so you're in a fixed income situation. Inflation is going through the roof. We don't know when that's going to settle down. 
or even if inflation isn't happening at a substantial rate, just life is getting more expensive. Uh, You want to buy gifts for Christmas for Mm -hmm. the grandkids and do do different things. And it's just money's tight. And if, if the, if you need a repair on the, on the car or whatever you need, or a water heater goes, or your roof has a leak or, you know, any of the dozens of things that happen in a home. And so a reverse mortgage could be used not only for a monthly kind of amount, but it could also be used, be used for cash flow for like those emergencies. You wouldn't have to dip into it on a exactly. regular basis. Well, and if, and if someone has a mortgage that they're paying on, and what you mentioned before, I think a lot of people that are in retirement, um, maybe they have a mortgage because they leveraged against their home already to maybe meet some other expense, or they've just been paying the mortgage down over time and haven't paid it off. So they're making a payment each month. Mm-hmm. So not only do they have the money going out for the payment, so they're dipping into their monthly cash flow to service that debt, they don't have money to do other things on top of that, so it's a double a double whammy. Whereas on a reverse mortgage, that can be used to eliminate the monthly payment and, depending on the circumstances, actually create a revenue, an income source um, through that reverse mortgage. So why don't we, before we kind of, let's take a step back real quick and just talk just briefly about Maybe for some of our listeners, just overall what a reverse mortgage is. Yeah. And then we can dig into maybe a couple of other uses for a reverse mortgage. Because some that are listening may go, well, I've heard of these, but, yeah. but really but really, what is it? And that you can access the equity in your home. You don't ever have to make a payment. Mm-hmm. And what else would you add to that in terms of a reverse mortgage? I think, I think something important to start off with, you mentioned again in your intro, and that is the home equity conversion mortgage. And you'll see it abbreviated as H-E-C-M or referred to as a HECM. Um, so if you've got a HECM loan... That's a HUD reverse mortgage, and that's a really important distinction because a loan that does not go through HUD, there are reverse mortgage loans available that don't go through HUD and don't have some of the guarantees that HUD provides through the mortgage insurance process. And those loans might have some different um, components that could be very negative to the homeowner. Those could have components where maybe they're obligated to uh, make payments if the value goes down. Those could have components so maybe there's a deficit that passes on to the rest of their estate. And that's where people get a really negative feeling about reverse mortgages is they've heard of or they knew of someone who had a loan that was like that in the past and, and really created some problems for a family member or a friend or a neighbor. And so they just really don't want to get themselves into a situation. And because it is a complex financial instrument, you've got to make sure you understand what you're doing. And, and for many, I think, as you mentioned before, again, the default is I don't really get it, so I'm going to do nothing. Um, what a reverse mortgage is in the, in the context we're talking about today, the HUD reverse mortgage is a program where you can use the equity in your home to service that debt that you have right now or to create a monthly income. And you do that by getting a loan against the mortgage. It's like any other mortgage. Uh, when you have a, let's call it a standard or a forward mortgage, you borrow some money from the bank, you own the home, and everybody understands you own the house and that type of a loan, and the bank just has the mortgage. And then you use your income or your assets to write out a check each month to pay that debt. The only thing on the reverse that makes it a reverse is instead of you using your income or your assets to pay the debt, you're using the equity in the home. So instead of your loan balance going down over time, your loan balance goes up over time. Because you're not making a payment. Because you're not making any payments. Or you're, or you're withdrawing money and not making any payments. And you still own the house. The house is your home. You can choose what to do with it. You can sell it. If you do sell it or your estate sells it, you or your estate keep any equity. Uh, if there is a situation where... You know, you get upside down in a mortgage, and there were people who got into that during the recession where the values of homes went down substantially. By the way, I don't anticipate that happening in Utah anytime in the near future. 
and anybody who's watching it closely also doesn't. But besides the point, if that were to occur with a, a Heckam loan, mm-hmm. there is no deficit. In other words, you're not passing a debt onto your heirs. You're just using your assets for your own purposes to make your retirement uh, more obtainable uh, or to facilitate your goals in retirement. And, and what you said before is so important, I think, that's really worth considering. For many, many people, their primary asset is their home. Um, I think this, the statistic that I saw recently was that for the majority of people in retirement, more than three-quarters of their assets are tied up in their house. And that house is, for all intents and purposes, it's a dead asset for them to use. They can't access that equity and still live in the home outside of a reverse mortgage. So this creates a tool for people to use that primary asset for the purposes of facilitating a retirement. So, so you don't have to make any cash flow payments or in, in any payments, term, any payments uh, on that. And then you have the balance, your balance is going to increase over mm-hmm. time. And then, so what happens in end of life scenarios? How do you get out of a reverse mortgage? What's the, what's the exit strategy? That's a great question. And let me clarify one other item. And this is important for people to understand. You don't have to make any payments on the mortgage, but just like you would with a free and clear home, you have to continue to pay the taxes, the insurance, and, and reasonable maintenance on the home. If you're in an HOA, you keep paying the HOA. Let me define reasonable maintenance, by the way. People get a little nervous about that sometimes. Reasonable maintenance is that the house isn't getting condemned. So if you're maintaining your home to whatever the minimum base standard is of the area where you live, you've met that guideline, and obviously most people do far more than that. Um, but having a reverse mortgage from a cash flow perspective is identical to having a home free and clear. If your home is free and clear, you still pay the taxes, you pay for the insurance, you pay for your HOA dues, and you maintain the home to whatever standard you feel is necessary, but you don't make a mortgage payment. On a reverse mortgage, same thing is true. You pay those other items, but there is no mortgage payment. So whether you are paying off an existing loan or purchasing a home, which you can do with a reverse mortgage, or you're just using it to create a supplemental income, you don't have to use your cash flow to make a payment. So cash flow, it's exactly the same as having a free and clear home. And and for many people, I think the goal is I want a free and clear home, but the reason they want a free and clear home is so they have housing for life without a payment. And a reverse mortgage gives you that, but also allows you to access that equity for your own purposes as well. So when you get down there to the end of life, how do you exit out of these? Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. I got, on my, I got on a roll there. No, it was really good. Got really <laughs> great, really great stuff. Um, but I know that's, you know, can you get out of it 10 years into mm-hmm. it? Can you get out of it? What happens if someone passes away and the estate, you know, the kids are trying to settle yeah, the estate, yeah. you know, what, what happens in that kind of a situation? So like with any other mortgage, when uh, the, the person who owns that home passes away, somebody's going to have to be responsible for the house and, and either take over or pay off that mortgage. The difference on a reverse mortgage is if everyone who was on that mortgage when it was taken out. So if you have a married couple and they were both on the loan and you don't have to be married. If it was two people living in the home, um, I've done loans with um, a parent and a sibling who are both in retirement living in our parent and a, and, a, and a child who are living in a home, both in retirement. Uh, whoever it is that's on that mortgage when it starts, when all parties have passed away or have decided to move out of the home and are no longer living there, then that mortgage has to be paid. It becomes due within six months, which is pretty long time really. Um, gives you an opportunity to look and see, you know, in that case, do one of the heirs want to keep the house and refinance it and keep the home and just take over that debt and start making payments on it? Um, do they want to sell the house and then take the equity and disperse it into whatever the estate plan says that equity goes to? So like with any other mortgage, you've got somebody who's going to take over that home 
and either assume the debt and start making payments on it by refinancing or just sell it and disperse the funds. Now, the question you asked that I think is important to note as well is, you know, 10 years down the road, what do you do? The, the place where I would caution people against a reverse mortgage is if they're looking for a short-term financial solution. Um, a reverse mortgage can be fairly expensive to get into. There's some fees that are specific to reverse mortgage that, that are more than a typical mortgage loan. And if you take those fees out and you assume those costs as part of your loan, typically, by the way, those fees are rolled into the mortgage, so you're not writing out a check, but they're there. They're going to be eventually paid. Yeah. And if you, if you get into that mortgage and then two or three years later you decide, I'm not in the right house, I think we're going to move, we're going to sell, well, now not only did you incur some fees, but you also had two or three or five or ten years of interest payments that you didn't make that you now have come due. And you have used up a lot of the equity or some of the equity already in your home, and you may not have the equity that you needed to go do the next thing. So I think it's really important to caution those who are looking at a reverse mortgage that you've got to look at your home and make a decision. Is this a home that fits me in my retirement? You know, is this something that I can see being here for an extended period of time staying in this home? And if the answer is no, well, then great. You can purchase a home with a reverse mortgage as well. So you can sell that home and move to something that's maybe more friendly to your knees and has less stairs or less maintenance, if that's what you're looking for, and then purchase that replacement property with a reverse mortgage still so that you don't have that monthly payment. But I think it's really important to know these aren't meant to be a short-term solution. These are meant to be a a good financing tool for the home you're going to be in through your retirement. Yeah, I I really like that uh, because I think every almost every financial product has some t- type of time frame on it. You know, for example, if people have ten or fifteen years t- until retirement, they're going to be invest different. They're going to do different things with their money than if they're just two or three years before yeah. retirement. You know, we generally choose tools that are right for the specific situation, and and I think that's important for for all of you that are listening to the show is that as we as we get, well, I like to use this analogy. If you go into like a Home Depot and you say, what tool should I use? And the person's going to ask you, well, what are you trying to accomplish? And I think that's the magic question is anytime we want a strategy in retirement, we need to ask ourselves, what are we trying to accomplish? And if we ask that, then we may say, well, we're just looking for a way to add additional cash flow, or maybe we want a second piece of property or we want something, and and you can say, okay, does a reverse mortgage fit my strategy, my long-term strategy? And then you can say, okay, does it? And and you can d- dig into that, but you have to know what you're trying to accomplish before you are, are even going to kind of step into the the arena, so to speak. I, I think that's so important, and, and I, I think it's really crucial to know that a reverse mortgage is not the right tool for every senior in retirement. Um, it's also a tool that can be used for people in different situations. It's not just a tool that's available to those who are in a need-based situation, like living on Social Security only. Um, we work with a lot of clients who have done very good financial planning and have great assets, but maybe they want to use those assets for some other purpose, or maybe those assets are in some really great financial tools, or it's not the right time to use those assets and pull them out to buy a house or to move into the home they want to move into, or whatever the case may be, or take the trip, or go on the cruise, or whatever it is they're doing with that money, and this becomes a tool they can use for that purpose. Um, even those who are just looking for a way to use their assets in a in a advantageous way that's going to be tax friendly. Yeah, and one of the scenarios I was thinking about, you know, in in terms of uh, reverse mortgages, one of the things to consider is 
when I sit down with clients all the time, I'm asking them, "What do you? Is it important to you to leave money to your children, mm. or is it important for you to kind of ride out in the sunset, saying <laughs> we just spent our last dollar? Yes. Yeah. And I've given my kids a good education. I gave them a great foundation. I gave them all the pieces, and I don't really feel a need to give them money at the end of the day." Um, then that that would fall into these categories of, you know, yeah, I want to just use my money during my life versus, no, I really want to leave something to the yeah. kids. And if, I, if you really want to leave something, and that may be, you know, other assets, investments, and so forth, or it could be the mortgage or the house, and you really don't want to have any mm-hmm. mortgage there because you really want to hand that on to the kids, then, you, of course, you wouldn't even consider a reverse mortgage in that type of a situation. But I think that's one of those questions is what do I want to accomplish yeah. Um, and I see that all the time. And I, it's so funny the responses I get every time I ask that question because – and sometimes it's husband and wife. They want different yes, things as well, yes, right, if they're often. married or couples. Uh, they want very different things. And getting on the same page on that, of course, is a, is a vital part of creating uh, creating a plan. I, I think on that too that it's important to make sure that the, that the goal aligns with reality. I think that there's situations where I've run into where people say, you know, I really want to leave – this a big asset or a big estate to my kids, but they're living on social security and they have a home that's paid for and they have expenses they need to meet. And so with those clients, I usually ask them the follow-up question when we're talking about this of, you know, what's more important to you to meet your financial needs during retirement or to leave a large estate for your children? And I think emotionally people want to do the second and that's, you know, everybody would, everybody would want to do that second. I think many people would. But the reality of the situation is the first is a lot more important. And so I think just aligning that, that goal and objective with the reality of the circumstances can be a little bit challenging. And, it, and it's kind of an emotional thing to kind of bring all that in line. But once you do, then you can make a good plan to move forward. That's really good. Then, So we've talked, let's just kind of to wrap this up, yeah. kind of go into um, and hit on this. We, we talked about one of the uses is needs-based, like I just need more yeah. cash flow. But I'd like to give you a second to say what are a couple, maybe one or two other uses where yep. someone would, where you've seen people utilize a reverse mortgage during retirement that maybe isn't the normal, mm. I need extra money every month. Got it. Great kind question. Of situation. I think one of the really great uses of a reverse mortgage that many people don't know exists, and I've alluded to it, is using a reverse mortgage to purchase a home. So let me just give you a, a, an example from a recent client that we've worked with in general terms. So, And I see this fairly often, this kind of scenario where a married couple has raised their kids. They've lived in their home for 25 or 30 or 45 years, and it was a great house to raise the family in. Um, but it needs some updates. Maybe it's a little dated. Uh, it's got a yard, and it was great for kids, and it's got stairs, and that was fine. But it's not really great when you're not wanting to go up and down stairs every day and you don't want to have to go mow a lawn or find a neighbor kid that keeps moving out of the area. <laughs> and so you're looking going, boy, this is this is becoming more and more difficult to manage and maintain. And you don't want to go and spend $60,000 to bring your kitchen up to date. And you don't want to go and incur the ongoing costs of exterior maintenance, you know, all those things that are associated with the home because it's just becoming different. You're at a different pay, stage of life. Um, using a reverse mortgage to purchase a home is a really great tool. The idea being that you'd sell that home that you're in, take those proceeds and use some of that money to put as a down payment to buy a replacement property, and then you get a reverse mortgage for the remaining balance. In general terms, that's about 50, 55% that you have to put down to buy a home, and then the reverse mortgage covers the rest and you have no payment. So that may allow you to either make a move that you wanted to make 
that you didn't think you could afford to do anymore buying a patio home in an area that maybe has some yard maintenance included those homes are probably more expensive than a smaller family home and so it's hard to make that transition but a reverse mortgage can open that door for people to look and say okay we really want to make a move to something that's more retirement friendly or maybe even a different area or closer to where the kids now live but financially it doesn't work without this tool so reverse mortgage for purchase awesome tool once people understand that it's a solution. And something I think, by the way, that anybody who's buying a house that's of retirement age really ought to look at closely and say, is this a good solution for me? And why is this not a good solution? And it may not be, but everybody ought to look at it and say, this is one of my possible options. Let's make sure it makes sense. And there's clients that I work with where it makes no sense at all. And that's great. But at least consider it, make sure you're making an answer. That's one use. Another use that I think is really uh, common and, and, and prevalent is just to do good tax planning. So if someone has a great uh, savings in their IRA and their 401k and some other funds and they pull that money out at a, an amount larger than the minimum, well, that's going to create some tax liability for not only those funds, but potentially could increase the taxes they're paying on Social Security. Right. Um, and so now they have to have an ever-increasing amount of money drawing out of those accounts uh, just to meet the ongoing needs plus to meet the taxes that that draw has, has created. Whereas on a reverse mortgage, if you can use the proceeds of the reverse mortgage by creating this income stream, those those proceeds are non-taxable. So now you can use that as a supplement to your other income so that you don't have to raid the 401k or the IRA quite as quickly and you minimize your taxes. And the phrase I like is portfolio longevity. You extend your investment portfolio for a very substantial amount of time when you use a reverse mortgage. One of the common... Uh, concerns that I run into with my clients, I'm sure you find the same thing in the financial planning world is, do I have enough to last? Is my money going to last as long as I need it to last? And a reverse mortgage is a tool that can add a very substantial amount of time onto your investment portfolio. So kind of to, to finish up here, um, kind of a last question is, what, what do you see the role of a financial planner and maybe a mortgage mm. professional working, you know, at, at least together to help a, to help a client kind of make these decisions? How do, how do you see that working? It's a great question. I, I think that it is crucial. Well, and, and frankly, the questions you're asking are the questions that a financial advisor should be asking on behalf of their client. I think it's crucial to work with an advisor who understands that this is a tool, that it's available and knows to ask those questions um, because every situation is different. Every person's circumstances are different and everybody's needs are different and their goals are different. So having somebody who can help tailor that financial planning solution to their specific needs is really crucial. Um, unfortunately, I think there are those who don't understand the financial planner who don't understand how this tool even works, and so they don't know how to advise on it. So I, I love the fact that you're asking those questions because I think that's the right one. Is you know just make sure that you've got a professional advisor who can help to navigate through these questions for you because it is a financial, it's a complex financial tool, and I think anybody getting into it would be really benefited by having someone who understands complex financial tools like a really great advisor. So if someone wanted to get a hold of you, Alan, and your team uh, for a mortgage, because uh, you don't just do reverse mortgages, yeah. it's just one part of what, you, what your team does, um, how would they get a hold of you? Great way to reach us, just by phone. Um, I'll, I'll put my phone number here. It's 801-298-5887. And that's a great way to reach out. Email is another great way. Um, my email address is alanblood at cfghomeloans.com. I don't know if you can put that in the, the notes. Yeah, we'll and then put it in the notes. There. Perfect. I don't have to spell it five times. <laughs> no one ever believes my last name is my last name, by the way. It's, it's really blood, like blood pumping through your heart. And that always throws people off. 
but I'd love to be a resource and even just to answer questions and, and to be able to provide some information for those who need it. Great. Well, thanks for being here, Alan. I think this has been uh, really beneficial and at least gives people a, um, you know, a, a platform or a foundation yeah. at least to say, hey, is this something that I would like to consider as part of kind of my plan as I'm transitioning into retirement or thinking about retirement? And like we said, every situation is unique. Talk to a professional about this. Alan certainly is one. You may know another mortgage professional. If you're a listener who who really knows reverse mortgages, work with someone you know and you trust. If you don't know somebody, reach certainly reach out to Alan um, would be one possibility and just kind of get his opinion about your specific situation. And certainly at Thrive Retirement Planning, we can sit down and look at your overall situation and really ask those three questions that I emphasize so often of, do you have a plan? And do you have confidence in it? And do you understand it? And so many people getting close to retirement don't. And I think reverse mortgages could, in some situations, fit into that broader context of a plan, depending on the situation. So thanks for being here, Alan. Thanks, Carl. Such simple questions that you ask right there are so valuable. I hope that people reach out. All right. We'll see you next time. Thanks for being here. Bye-bye. Carl Wolston is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, an SEC-registered advisor. Thrive Retirement Planning and RWA are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specialized in fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by a retirement wealth advisor.